0: Hey folks, Zach Hoshman IU Insider, Indianapolis Star. Uh, Mind your banners for February 7th. Dustin DiPierak across from me, IU Insider, Bloomington Herald-Times. Dustin, we are kind of, uh, one week from today, I will stop my self-imposed ban on citing individual bracket bracket projections. Uh, I've sworn off doing it until Valentine's Day. Um, but that is a reminder, at least to me in my own strange little world, that we're at the business end of the season here. There's only eight games left in the regular season. Indiana now 16-6. and six. They're 7-5 and five in the conference. Um, you know, I think you and I both got into a bit of a Twitter debate about why Indiana was receiving top 25 votes. They are both firmly out of the Big Ten title picture and also firmly in the NCAA tournament picture and exist in that weird nexus that fans sometimes seem to – seem unable to sort of grapple with that you can be a good team without really having the capacity to be much more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be talking a lot about Illinois this weekend. I I said this afterward, I kind of wrote it afterward too. I just thought it was a reminder that there's teams in the big 10 that are still substantially better than Indiana. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not sure it's not valuable for this team to see that every once in a while for this team to feel good about itself after a Purdue or a Maryland or an Ohio state, but also for this team to be reminded every once in a while, Hey, we haven't figured everything out and we need to, you know, there are miles still to be covered to kind of realize the the broader ambitions that Mike Woodson has kind of instilled in this
1: program. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, and we've talked about this a lot, and I think you addressed it really in, in in your insider. There was just the there there is such a rise and fall with the fan level of expectation about this, and it's in part because it, you are just constantly reminded that this team is still. It can be really good on its best day, but it can be you know kind of bad on its worst day, and mostly it's because there's a lot of just one dimensional players on this team. When they all come together, there is a you know uh, there's a mosaic that works you know there's a picture that it that it creates that works but you know you take one or two things away um and or or one or two things don't work on that particular day um and and it can get ugly for you um basically and i think you saw you know really against illinois that um you know what what it takes to sustain what they need to do defensively um and how hard that can be against a team that's got all the weapons that illinois has um you know have, having to like having the combination of having to deal with just the massive presence the gravitational force that is Kofi um, but also deal with all those shooters and all of those guys have to be able to cheat and recover and help you know help and double and recover and get out and and all the running around that takes to be able to be effective in that um, you know again just tells you that that they, they've got to put a lot of effort into being really good they're not they are not overwhelming they're they're not you know there's there's ways in which they can be and when when they can pound the post against somebody but Illinois is not one of those teams they can do that against and when they can't do something like that they need some other things to come together and it's hard is what it comes down to it's again again, this team is good but it can be limited it it has some things it's not great at and and just overall it has a lot of one-dimensional players yeah, I'm I honest. mean, I
0: think that's that's fair. I don't know. I mean, one dimensional seems a little harsh, but certainly not multi. Little harsh,
1: but they only have, have one way to beat you.
0: Indiana, yeah. as a team, has more dimensions.
1: Um, yes, exactly. but
0: then you you watch in Illinois, you know, you see, um, Ryan Carazza puts together is for years put together a really good sort of post game film report for Inside the Hall and. There was one one clip in his his film study, um, or his film room, or whatever. Forgive me, Ryan. I don't remember exactly what it, I think he calls it. Film study um, of basically Illinois setting up this this action initiated by Trent Frazier in the half court, guarded by Tamar Bates. They set up kind of a staggered double screen, yeah. and Bates can see it, and mm-hmm. it's it's a simple thing, but um, it gets Bates to cheat. Yeah, because he thinks there's there's a double screen coming behind me, I've mm-hmm. got to be ready, and Frazier basically just crosses him over, goes to his left, and as a wide open three. Yeah, and it's just kind of little things like that where, obviously, number one, the ability to make that shot, Indiana, you know, I mean, for years Indiana's been starved for catch and shoot three point shooters. Now they I feel those. like they could do with with a pull up three point shooter, you right? Know, they they, could, they really need that back too a little bit. Um, Xavier Johnson has some of that, but not. Not at a prolific level, and probably never will. Um, but it's also just more broadly, you know, stuff like that is stuff like that is a little bit kind of, you know, fifth year senior versus freshman. It's also a little bit sure. of kind of like winning habits versus not winning habits. Like right stuff. It, it seems so small, but in the course of a an eighty possession game, all those little things add up, and all those little moments add up. And you, to your point, you get tired because the way Illinois is the example here stresses you so much that yeah. it just wears you out. And mm-hmm. people, I know a lot of people said, and I said this on Saturday, a lot of people said, well, they had the whole week off. How can they get tired? Well, in the game, you're still going to get tired. You right. can't play yeah. half the game and then take a couple of days off and then play the other half the game. Um, Indiana just doesn't have enough of that yet. They, they, are, mm-hmm. they are more multidimensional as a team than they've been in the last, you know, three or four years. Um, sure. Grace Thompson is more of a threat offensively, both six feet and in and also maybe a little bit with the three pointer. You've got a, a better point guard situation than you've had in a while. You've mm-hmm. at least got a couple knockdown three point shooters, even if they probably aren't getting the volume that would make right. them more effective. Um, but you still aren't multidimensional enough. Right. Because if, you, you know, if, if, Illinois is going to wear you out defensively, then the answer's got to be that you find a way to wear them out defensively. You can't be in a situation where, you know, the Illinois game being the example, and, and I mean, candidly, I watched the Hawks-Mavericks game last night, and it was the same thing. Hawks made five threes, Mavericks made 14. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. lose the three-point line at both ends in modern basketball. Mm-hmm. And it, it can, you know, as much as we can talk about Kofi or whatever, if you're going to give up a bunch of threes, you better make a bunch of them. Because right. that's just the fastest way for a team to get away from you mm-hmm. if you're going to if you're if you' if you're not I mean Indiana only attempted thirteen threes on Saturday it's the third time in six games they've only attempted thirteen threes in that stretch they've only attempted 23s twice yeah so actually they in the last six games Indiana has attempted 13 threes in a game more often than they've attempted 20 um you know this team's just got to be able to not just shoot the ball better, but I would argue shoot it more. They're shooting less than 18 threes a game since the turn of the year. This is one of my what-am-I-watching factors uh, going into Northwestern. They're shooting fewer than 18 threes a game, and and it, it does feel like they're kind of regressing back to that place Mike Woodson didn't want to get to where they're a little bit gun-shy of it, uh, where they, mm-hmm. they feel like they can't. You know, For all but a, a small handful of guys, the looks have to be perfect for right. – the shot to go up. And I just don't think that's healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it speaks to, you know, some, some offensive regression to the mean that we've seen not against everybody didn't see it against necessarily a Maryland didn't see it against Penn state, but against a a team like Illinois, that stuff's going to get exposed. And that's why I say it's, it's just a reminder that Indiana it's possible for Indiana to both be much better than it was a season ago. And also still not really in, you know, the, the, the big 10 title conversation.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, there's still, there's just, there's just pieces missing. And and I think it's, they, they haven't, there does have to be some devotion to it. I think, I, I, I mean, I think that's one thing you see fans clamoring for and they make it sound a lot easier than it is, but you know, like you have to decide that Parker Stewart's got to get a certain amount of threes every game you know and it, i mean he's still playing 20 something minutes uh and to get him on the floor to start games they are putting him in some some rough defensive matchups you know i mean he's he's had some tough ones to start games early in games I mean, i saw him on carbello for a minute that is a tough tough matchup for him so if you're going to put him out there like you have to make a point to get him three point shot opportunities he had a few uh on saturday but i mean you, you Like guys still at 45% clip for the year. Like you got to take advantage of that. And and like, it's gotta be a devoted part of your offense. That's frequent. And, and the tough part is, is like we said, I mean, he's not a guy that's going to um, cross you up and and bury one. I mean, almost every um, you know, I, I, you know, use hoop math a lot. And and I think it, it tells how many of his three pointers are assisted. And it's like 90 something percent. I mean, like he might have a three that's not off a pass you know, and not pretty much immediately catch and shoot. And so, you know, it, it, it just comes down to like action has to be done to make that happen. And, and like, you're not getting it out of inside out anymore. Like you're not getting someone to double off of him. You know, like early in the season, you could have somebody, you know, his man start to hedge towards Jackson Davis if he threw it, you know, at the block and, you know, get it kicked right back out to him. And he gets a little bit of space and a look that's not coming anymore. Nobody's leaving him. So you got to run him off of screens. You got to have good ones and you got to have well-designed plays to spring him. Um, And so it's like, it just does not seem to be something that they're devoted to. And it has to be. Um, because it's just, it, again, like you said, I mean, you can't get beat up on the three. I I understand the idea of Jackson Davis being your, um, you know, your go-to guy and, and and believing in inside out. And and a lot of times it does matter and it does help. And, you know, like it's, it, it, it makes sense for it to be a big part of their game, but there has to be sort of a more devoted purpose of, of getting him and Miller cop threes. I don't think Miller cop attempted one, um, on, on Saturday. And so if you're going to have that guy in the roster, he's got to get some shots. You know, so I think that there's there. And unfortunately, again, they're not creating their own and you're not getting it out of inside out action. So there's got to be something else that works together to give those guys some opportunities and at least limit. You know, you're probably not going to beat a team like Illinois on the three. You know, you're you're probably you're probably not going to keep them even. But at least if you make it, you know, get beat by a couple threes as opposed to eight or nine, um, you know, that makes a difference.
0: Yeah, I mean. To your point, if you look at um, usage numbers, usage rate, percentage of possessions used, um, Miller, Copp and Parker Stewart are second and third lowest among relevant, you know sort of candidates per kinpom. Mm. The only player who's used fewer possessions is Anthony Leal, mm. who I think has played like three times or maybe four mm. games, four appearances since the turn of the year. Um, And, you know, it's not like they're not getting any shots. I mean, Parker Stewart's attempted 91 threes. Right. That's not a horrible number. You know, if you no. go back to like last season, I mean, Al Durham only took a hundred. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get, and, and if I'm not mistaken, he was, he was, I'm looking at it now. He was Indiana's leader in three point attempts last season. So, Parker Stewart is going to surpass, you know, he's going to shoot more threes this year than provided he stays healthy than any Indiana player shot last year. Um, I don't know if he'll get to the 165 that Devontae Green shot two years ago. Probably not. Right. Obviously Devontae Green is kind of the other end of the spectrum in terms yes. of being a player that maybe Slightly sometimes, different guy. Mm-hmm. sometimes that shot's not the one you want going up. But mm-hmm. if you look at if you remove Devontae Green then Parker Stewart is is going to have shot more threes than any other IU player um, has shot in the last two years. So you're still getting them some shots, but you're not getting them enough. And and I would argue, too, that, that there's probably an element that, that both of them maybe could be a little bit more confident. Also, I think both of them struggle to use those actions to get open sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think the other thing that I think is is maybe a little bit true Mm. as well is we highlight their lack of volume a little bit. I mean, again, let's go back to a year when I think you would have felt like Indiana had some really competent three-point shooting, 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Nick Zisloff, his usage rate was 12.5%. Right now, I think people look at this team and they think, "Gosh, I wish this team had a Nick Sizloft." And mm-hmm. Zeisloft attempted 156 threes that season, so Indiana was getting him those shots, and I would argue he was better at getting those shots through sure. what Indiana was trying to do. Um, but my my point in the same breath is, I think the other thing that happens is, and this team is so starved has this program has been so starved for three point shooting. Now it has some. Mm -hmm. it's not elite, but it's got a couple guys that can knock down 38% plus, you know, pretty consistently across the course of a year. And so all of a sudden it's sort of like once that initial thirst was quenched, it was like, okay, how do we, how do we just turn the tap all the way on? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying the answer is for everybody to start bombing threes, but this is where I kind of come back a little bit to where I was, near the beginning of the season, which is it really wouldn't hurt for everybody to be shooting a few more threes. It really wouldn't hurt. Like, Xavier Johnson is perceived to take all these bad shots. Mm-hmm. But he's a 33% three-point shooter in conference play. He's only taken 33 – he's only attempted 33 threes. Right. He's attempting fewer than three three-pointers per game. We've seen Ray Thompson start mixing it in a little bit more. He's still only attempted 36 across the course of the season. Jordan Geronimo has only attempted 17. He's attempted 8 and 12 conference appearances. Obviously, Rob Fennessy could be part of this. Right now, he's sidelined. Tamar Bates has had his shooting struggles. And again, I'm I'm not suggesting that Indiana just start cranking threes. Um, They are also among, I believe, the... I want to go find this number while we're talking. Um, One of the, the lower... Kind of on the lower end of deep threes attempted. Um, Mm. Dylan Burkhart from UM UM Hoops tracks this a lot. And um, I'm struggling to find it now. If I can find it while we're talking, here it is. This is from three days ago. So this would have been before the Illinois game. Indiana is shooting 40.9% on deep threes. So threes of 25 feet or more. That's best Mm. in the conference. But are well. only taking 3.1 of them per game, mm-hmm. which is second lowest in the conference. Like, there's maybe also an element of everybody just takes a few more and maybe you get a few more. Like, a, 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 I mean, Trey Galloway going three for six on twos isn't as useful as Trey Galloway going three for seven, you know, with two threes mixed in. Even mm-hmm. if he shoots two of six on threes and makes one layup, I mean, that's still a better day offensively, and maybe suddenly you can't put one of your best defensive covers on Parker Stewart because Trey Galloway actually has had a three-game run where he's hit like five threes in, you know, 15 attempts or 14 attempts. My point is I think there's maybe an argument that you just need guys to start shooting it a little bit more again because it does feel like this. I mean, this team is outside the top 100 in three-point attempts, and it's shooting even fewer of those since conference play resumed. And I'm rambling now as so well, shut up. But like <laughs> I just couldn't get away from not just how much better of a three point shooting team Illinois was, but also just how much it felt like Illinois, as you pointed out post game, wasn't shooting the ball particularly well from three through a lot of that game, but persisted with it and eventually it came good. Mm. I just think Indiana needs to find a little bit of that confidence and just kinda have I mean kind of leap without looking a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the tough part is is when they're not going in, keep shooting. Uh, and, and, and that's something that, that Mike Woodson has stressed, I mean, to his credit. I mean, he has told them that, you know, I mean, that's certainly why you started, started to finally see Ray Thompson knock a couple down. I mean, he was three of his first 25 and, you know, he had some good looks on Saturday that didn't go down, but I mean, he'd had a good stretch up until that point. Um, and, you know, he, he didn't have a problem taking, a tr- you know, pulling the trigger on Saturday, but, you know, when it's not going down, I mean, you really start asking yourself, like, am I hurting the team? Um, you know, I mean, I know they keep telling me to keep shooting, but I'm, I'm, am I, is this a good idea? And that's tough. I mean, and cause you know, again, you look down the board I and mean, you talked about conference play and, and guys that aren't shooting a lot, you know, almost everybody you mentioned is sub 30. Uh, you're talking, I mean, like Xavier Johnson is a guy that's 11 to 33, he's 33.3%. He's getting up to around 36 on the season grand total, but Ray Thompson, six of 24, even as he had that flurry, Trey Galloway's three of 11. Uh, you know rob Finney was 10 of 36 and he kept shooting obviously and, and knocked a couple down uh at a big time jordan geronimo's two of eight uh tamar bates is six of 21. you know all those guys are missing 70 percent of the time or more uh and that's tough and, and that's tough to keep shooting through that and to keep telling yourself that it makes sense um that it's worth it i mean like and feeling like that's the smart play I mean, and, and and you know you also add in i think the, the trace jackson davis discussion is part of this too um you know when, when mike Woodson was talking about him on saturday not being willing to take that 10 to 16 foot shot and not feeling like he could trust it yet for as much as he's working on it in practice uh not feeling like he could step back and, and take that kind of shot yet um and he says he's been telling him to do it it sounds like again that's been the message really from day one um you know with guys like race thompson et cetera, is just keep shooting the basketball just believe in yourself we believe in you you know like it's going to go in if you keep working on it it's going to um but you know having that preaching that mindset in practice um, and then going into games and, and still expecting it is tough when it doesn't go in. It's very easy to get, to get guys shaken, uh, especially when they haven't hit a lot in their careers where they don't have a lot of confidence to draw back on. Um, you know, it's tough to, to keep believing that you're supposed to take that shot, if especially if you've got a driving lane available uh, and you feel like you can create something off the bounce or something along those lines um, or you can and most, the ball and find a better shot.
0: Most teams won't have Kofi. So th- there's also that element to that, like, sure. You can struggle from three and still win against most teams because they don't have that presence inside. But, like, you know, if I'm Mike Woodson, I think I'd hear all that, and my counter would be, but, you know, Rob Fennessy, as you said, kept shooting through it, and we beat Purdue because he did.
1: Right, and beat and Minnesota. Beat, you know, I mean,
0: like, you yeah. know, Indiana can look at it and say we beat Purdue and probably Minnesota both because Rob kept shooting through it until he found his range and had a couple good games and and if i'm mike woodson i'm looking around and i'm saying all i need is a cu- all i needs one from each of you there's eight games left in the regular season and mm-hmm. we can trust that parker and miller between them will probably hit at least three or four a game and then we can get maybe one or two more from xavier johnson and you know just pick up there so all i need is for one of you to hit three in a game one time mm-hmm. and now we've got nine and the right. way we defend, Indiana hasn't been this good defensively in years by the numbers, yeah. even after Saturday's, you know, sort of the, the way that Indiana kind of fell apart at late Saturday. By mm-hmm. the numbers, Indiana hasn't been this good defensively in a long time. And most teams yeah. can't stress them the way Illinois can or the way Michigan can. Sure. Northwestern shouldn't, certainly shouldn't be able to. I mean, if you look at the – there's there's four games left that if Indiana wins them, they, it guarantees them a winning conference record. At Northwestern, Maryland, at Minnesota, uh, Rutgers. Right. All they got to do is win those four, and they're guaranteed a winning record in conference play. Right. If I'm Mike Woodson, I'm looking around and saying, we are good enough to beat those teams defensively. All I yeah. need is one of you to hit three threes in each of those games. Out of Tamar Bates, Trey Galloway, you know, I, I don't know. Thompson, Jordan Geronimo.
1: Johnson, Jordan we can, Geronimo. We can
0: just – if one of you can even just hit three threes in one of those games, we, I'll find a way to win the fourth. Right. But it, it's just kind of – it's it's – I guess my point is if I'm Mike Woodson I'm looking at it and saying we've got enough proven three-point shooting, post depth, point guard talent, everything. We just need a little bit more. We don't need a lot. We just need a little bit and we don't need it night after night. We just need it once. Yeah. And then mm. and then either you know either A it helps us beat Minnesota on the road or B it helps us claim a big scalp at home, you know, we 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 beat Wisconsin or something.
1: Mm.
0: It, it just they don't need a lot of it. But I think they need more of it than what they've – I think that that they just need to be a little bit more willing to fire through it than they have been.
1: Yeah, no, I'd I'd agree. It's just – just keep being willing to take those shots, keep believing in it, keep – you know, look for opportunities, hunt opportunities to do so. And just with some of those guys, it's just not part of their mindset yet because they've been more effective elsewhere. You know, like, again, like, you know, Galloway and Thompson, both of those guys are shooting over 50% from the floor um in in conference play you know uh, Galloway's at 50 almost 55 percent from the floor on conference in conference play you know he's 20 of 31 from the field on twos and three of 11 on threes and it's just it, it's tough when you just believe in yourself in the two when you don't believe in yourself in the three I think that's just a big piece of it is believing they can get a better shot but it's you know at some point you need to get the extra point you know, and you need it enough times. And, you know, so there's, there's gotta be a willingness to fire through it, but it's, I think it's a combination of, of confidence inside and lack of confidence outside. That's just, just making these guys believe that, you know, Jordan Geronimo is another one. He's fifty one point two point six percent from the field overall uh, in conference play and 25% from three. And it's just like, if you, if you keep believing in your ability to get inside, you know, it, at some point that, that I don't want to go it crutch isn't the word, um, at all, but it's, if, if you just believe in yourself that you're pretty automatic from two, um, and think, ah, three, do I really need to do that? That's pushing it. You know, you don't push it. And so, and you, and you don't go after that extra point, you leave it on the table. And, you know, if you, if you do it enough times against a team like Illinois, you get burned, you know, but it, it, there does have to be, an, it, it, it has to be, I think a, you know, it has to be a stated goal. It has to be, you know, just desired by Woods. And he has to say, I need you guys to go do this now. You know, uh, and, you know, if, if whoever's not willing to take a three is going to get benched, it's got to be that simple because you, you, they've got enough guys in those positions. That they could do that. Um, so there's got to be a willingness. And, you know, again, to be able to point at Rob Finnessy and see, see he kept shooting Ray Thompson kept shooting, you know, there's your example as to why, but it's just, I think it's tough to bring it when you know that you can get buckets other ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we could get more existential about it. I mean, I think there's – I don't think you necessarily <laughs> yeah. tell kids you're going to cut them, but, like, I think there's only no, no, you don't need a, to go a that. level of, like, a, a, a broader picture, which is, like, if I can't mm. – if you can't show me the confidence to take that shot, then I'm going to have to go find somebody who can, you, you know.
1: Right. I just which they have. And I'm
0: not trying to make this just about three-point shooting, but I think three-point sure. shooting is still maybe the, 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 the clearest mirror of the reflection of where this team still struggles. And, and sure. like, like, I mean – People freak out about it. turnovers. Are really not an issue anymore.
1: They're remarkably down. Like, like, I mean, they're shockingly down. It, Indiana it's, it's is hell, fifth in the, the conference
0: in turnover rate in conference play. They've played two more conference games than non-conference games at this point. So we're talking about a substantial sample size. They're turning the ball over on fifteen point four percent of possessions.
1: They're at ten or fewer on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of their last ten. They're at ten or fewer. If you look that, at turnover- that's, just, that's a remarkable cut down. I mean, you you look at just this list from top to bottom of, of their turn-over, turnover figures. It's shocking how fast it came down. And which, again, like that's... That is, you know, like... The, I don't think Mike Woodson's done everything right in his first year. But man, that's impressive to just decide that you're cutting turnovers down and do it by that dramatic of fashion. That's pretty incredible. I mean, uh,
0: it's obviously... Again, it's it's not the whole season.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, let's, let's not act like but they have played more Big Ten games than non Big Ten games. In mm-hmm. Big Ten games alone, their their turnover rate is only fifteen point four percent. That would by some distance be the lowest turnover rate in the Kim Palmira for Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana's yeah. lowest single season turnover rate in the Ken Palmera, like that's that's how good they've gotten in certainly since the turn of the year. And
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean you boy, take out Iowa and I mean like Iowa's obviously just dis- if, you, if you if you could take out Iowa from that <laughs> it's a yeah. whole different ball game because that's 23 turnovers and that was a total mess but that's they only have one other game since January where they've been over when where they've been more than 10
0: rebounding numbers wild. are broadly fine hmm. um, you know i mean they, they they they're still shooting it pretty well from 2 Mm -hmm. Um, They're still obviously defending very well. I mean, you know, still the number two defense in the conference and league game, still a top 20 defense nationally, still a top 10 defense Mm -hmm. in effective field goal percentage, two point percentage block rate. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, I mean, I I know people are also going to fret about the free throws, and that's clearly just kind of they are where they are on that score at this point. Although it is worth saying they are shooting a full percentage point higher in Big Ten play than overall from the free throw line. It's just kind of like it, it. it's almost sort of like we took three-point shooting and, and we lumped it into this big pot with all these other problems Indiana had. Mm. Now it feels like we've actually managed to cook a lot of the problems out of that pot. Not we. Not you and me. We aren't getting paid. Yeah, we had, had nothing to do we with it. We are getting paid at once in that scale. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, Mike Woodson and his staff have managed to remove, you know, boil out a lot of those other problems.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the you know, when when you play Illinois at home and it's back and forth for most of that game, you know, it's not really until about the, the under eight timeout in the second half. Maybe the under, I'm trying to think kind of maybe, eh, I guess it's probably about, yeah, it's probably about nine, ten minutes. I mean, according to Ken Pomeroy, uh, Illinois' win expectancy is 61.3% inside nine minutes to play. So right yeah. about the eight-minute timeout is where so for 32 minutes you're pretty much toe to toe with the Big 10 leader um and then they just start hitting threes and you can't match them it, it is yeah it is hard to kind of not see that as as the big glaring issue that still remains the one sort of you know hooded figure in the corner that you can't get rid of the the elephant in the room i think was probably the metaphor i was going for,
1: for yeah that. i don't know about I don't, I don't know what this hood is going on going on here but yeah no i mean it's uh, like i mean you again you, know, you look back at the play by play it's the a, long it's arm a, of
0: death is coming for indiana basketball
1: yes it's a three point game at 907 and then kofi gets a bucket with 809 uh kofi gets a three point play with 809 and 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 you know the game the play you mentioned before Is the killer Uh, that is still like I mean, I don't know if the dagger is the word, but the three pointer that Frazier hits over top of Bates uh, and and gets him going sideways is really where like Illinois takes over and and, you know, that that Indiana never recovers. That's the shot they don't recover from. It's that puts them up nine with 745 to go. uh, And there's not really an answer there. I mean, Jordan Geronimo had a dunk after that. um, But I mean, Indiana went a while without scoring. Without a bucket, I mean they don't they don't get a bucket from that Geronimo dunk until 3:05 to go, and Lander hits a bucket. You know that that's that was just a huge. Turn of events in that game, but that, that Frazier three really took the air out of the place and they just, they never got back going again. Again, offense never really got, got back going and and uh, defense. That's just, that's the first time it started really falling apart and Grandison had a couple threes there too. And that really killed them. Um, so, so that moment is really where it goes sideways. I, mean, I think they were six of 18 where like, and, and even lower than that. Um, prior, Illinois was from three. And it was just after that, they, they, they got a rhythm and in, in Indiana lost all form of it. Um, and then, you know, obviously I think made the decision, you know, Mike Woodson makes the decision with about four minutes to go where it's still doable, but to pull Xavier Johnson, to pull the rest of the guys and say, you know, bench guys are doing this the rest of the way, um, which sends a message, but, you know, asks, you know, brings up some questions. I don't think that game's over at that point.
0: You you'd have the numbers in front of it, not me. Um, four minutes to go. Ken Palm has their win expectancy at ninety eight point six percent.
1: So yeah, it goes. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it's, there was I mean, not it, a it, good chance. It was
0: kind of trending only in one direction, and that that felt ever so slightly Bob Knightian. You know, when Knight yeah. benches his starters for that whole game against Illinois. Um, right. But you know, I think it 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 pivots nicely into Northwestern, which is. A game that I think Indiana should expect to be very tight. Northwestern has eight conference losses. Only one of those has come by double digits. Right. Um, They've been particularly tough at home. They just blew Nebraska away on the road. Not that that's enormously impressive. Nebraska's a mess. I regret thinking they were going to be Hmm. the surprise package of the Big Ten uh, and saying it out loud to people. But (laughs) – at the same time, I mean, Michigan State only won by six there. Ohio State only won by eight there. Maryland needed two overtimes to beat them at home. Uh, or, no, excuse me, that was in Evanston. Wisconsin only won by six there. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were two points away from beating Michigan. Probably should have won that game. They've also won right. in East Lansing already this season. But this is very much sort of one of those games that is – is. it's not going to be easy necessarily. Um but you really probably need to find a way to win it. And, you do. And, yeah, you know, I mean, if, if you want to get into briefly the, the questions about NCAA tournament stuff, it actually, I think, would be a quad one win as of right now, basically because of Northwestern's close losses, the fact that all these sure. losses have been close. But then the point is you need to find a way to make sure you, you win close, like that you aren't the close loss that finally turns into a win. Right. Um. And there's also just kind of more broadly, you know, Trey Galloway said today, Indiana has more or less noted they haven't lost two games in a row all season. Mm. Um, they have been in control of kind of their destiny in the course of their season for a while now. Really right. for most of it. Certainly certainly since Christmas. And you know, it really doesn't matter what you're doing before Christmas in college basketball um, unless you're just absolutely submarining. But... You know, as I said before, you win this game, you beat Maryland at home, you beat Minnesota away, or Rutgers at home, either one, and then you're guaranteed at least a 500 conference finish, which I think should get this team into the NCAA yep. tournament in all likelihood. Sweep those four games, and you're guaranteed at worst 11 and 9.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think at the end of the day, you know, anybody would have said, if you'd offered them let's say, you know, 21 and 10 or 21 and 9 is what it would be because of the canceled game. And 11 and 9 in the conference before the season started, I, th- I think an IU fan would have been your handoff for that. And yeah. this is this this like Maryland is very much just sort of one of those it doesn't have to be pretty, it doesn't have to be memorable, you just got to find a way to win this game. I think you know, Northwestern is It's hard to read matchups with them. They obviously did beat Indiana last season. They can knock down some threes. On the other hand, Indiana's a much better defensive team than it was a season ago, and I think that the the, the individual matchups in this game should probably reflect that. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just a game that Indiana's got to find its way to winning. And again, it, it could wind up sticking as a quad one by the end of the season. Not one that's incredible, but one that it, you know is going to go on your team sheet is quad one. Certainly, no worse than a quad two. You just kind of got to find a way
1: yeah no absolutely it's it's again that you've got to find a way to win and if you i mean if you don't win it it puts you in a position you've got to win one that you it doesn't crush you but it puts you in a position where you've got to win one of those ones that you're not necessarily supposed to you know i i think that there's kind of i think this division really if you look at the schedule i I think I, i believe you said there's eight eight to go there are four that they should win and four that are um that, that, you know, count is what you would call you would have called scalps. I mean, like to, to get Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Purdue, any one of those really goes a long way. It becomes and, a top you
0: know, line resume win.
1: That's a It's a top line resume win. It's up there with Ohio State and Purdue. If you can get one more of those, that really helps your cause uh, in terms of how you're going to be seated. But I think they're still in a position where if you get the four you're supposed to get, you're in. Uh, you know, you should be able like you're a better team on a neutral floor than Northwestern. Uh, Maryland, Minnesota, and Rutgers at this point. And that's how it looks on paper anyway. Those are games on paper that you should win, um, and you should be able to beat Northwestern and Minnesota on the road. Uh, you should be able to beat Maryland and Rutgers at home. Those are games that you should win. And if you, So if you take care of business, then you don't have to worry about getting anybody out of that tougher group. It matters. You want it. It, ma- it, it, it could go a long way for you, but it's not the difference between you getting to play on and not unless you lose one of those you're supposed to win, in which case, you know, you're more in a position where you need to win one of those games. I, I think,
0: think probably Indiana can afford to lose one. I think, I think if Indiana lost two of them. That's trouble. And yeah. did not make up for that somewhere else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, they then, might then this problems.
0: team would be back kind of in a good bubble point. scenario. They, they, if they if probably Indiana got a only of the got push. to 18 wins in the regular mm-hmm. season. That would be I mean that would that would be a two and six finish and I think would would probably leave this team uncomfortable on selection Sunday but like right. you know I, I will break my my Valentine's Day band for one moment the bracket Matrix was last updated uh, on f- uh, Friday so before the Illinois game but you know Indiana won't have lost a lot of ground from Illinois they just won't have gained much right um Indiana was the third seven seed. Mm. In bracket yeah, matrix, that's that's in across 112 bracket projections. So, like, right. they're comfortably in. Like, they're mm. they're they're. It's not even a question. It's not even a. It's not even sort of. It, it's not even an academic debate. They're comfortably in. Right. You stay there in that seven eight range if you win. I think all four of those games, possibly even three of those four, because mm. as yeah. I I remind people like all the time. <laughs> around this time of year, um, bubble teams lose, like, you know, the the, the presumption when your team is anywhere near the bubble is that no, none of the other teams around you ever lose.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: When the other teams around you are losing constantly. Um, I think Indiana stays in that seven, eight, nine, maybe nine range. If they win three of those four, I think they stay in the seven, eight range. If they win all four, if they add anything onto that, then I think we're talking about a six, seven, eight. That you know, then I think their seeding goes up there. But the point is, it's this is the stuff, just like Penn State, just like Maryland. It's boring, but these are the games that just make your life, as you said, a lot less stressful mm-hmm. when you're at the business end of the season, and therefore, you know, frankly, allow you a little bit of the freedom to go into an, a Big Ten tournament and say, "We got nothing to lose here."
1: Right. The, exactly.
0: We're the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, no one expect even if we get upset on the Thursday, who gives a damn? We're just then we'll just get a little bit more rest before our NCAA tournament game, but. Maybe we can go on a run because no one expects it. It
1: just – Right, exactly.
0: Um, you know, this team is – and, and it, it's also worth saying, too, a little bit, this was the point in last season when Indiana kind of started to lose its grip. Yes. Like, because there was a point, it, it, you know, lost in all the hysteria of the way last season ended. When Indiana beat Minnesota at home on February 17th – in fact, I would even go further back than that – Um when Indiana won at Northwestern after beating Iowa
1: mm.
0: on uh, February tenth, mm. you know, I mean, they were probably two wins away from the tournament at that point. Yeah, and then from February thirteenth at Ohio State on through the end of the regular, on through the end of the season, they only won again once. Mm. They beat Minnesota at Minnesota. Otherwise, they lost one, two, three, four, six, seven of eight. Yeah. So this was kind of the point in the season when Indiana lost control last year. Yeah. You know, you you, you improve your seeding and your situation by beating Wisconsin, but you maintain control of your season by beating Northwestern. Yeah. And that's where I think Indiana is.
1: Yeah, no, I I would totally agree. You 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 maintain control, like like you said, control your own destiny as long as you're being the teams that you're supposed to be. And Northwestern is on that list, even on the road, and and that keeps you going. And again, puts you in a position where you know you got three straight biggies after that. If I mean, if if you lose them all, you're still fine. You know, you're still fine. Like it's, it's you don't want to. You want to get at least one of those if you can, but. You know, you can you can go for Michigan State of Wisconsin, Ohio State if you just get this one. And then you come back and you get Maryland, Minnesota, and you'll be fine. You know.
0: We will be there. Uh, we'll be making the yep. drive up, but mm-hmm. between now and then for Dustin DePierre, I'm Zach Osterman. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you soon.